0: Your employment rights are the next best thing to having a cheerleader in the room cheering for you. This is why companies don't promote your employment rights and that's why we are here. So this week we wanted to bring you an update about a case that has been rolling through the tribunal system for just over four years. The case involves a woman who worked as a researcher and tax expert for a think tank company. In 2018, Ms Forstater tweeted her personal views about biological sex in which she disagreed with the views of her company and put forward her own personal beliefs about biological sex being immutable meaning that Miss Forstater believes that people cannot change their biological sex and that boys grow up to be men and girls grow up to be women. Miss Forstater tweeted a number of points that symbolised her personal beliefs, which were in direct contravention to the vision and values of her company. When Miss Forstater's company found out about her tweets, The company decided not to renew Ms Forstater's contract and in effect dismissed her from her job, followed by removing Ms Forstater's profile from the company's website. Ms Forstater had been with the company since 2015 and believed her contract had not been renewed because she expressed gender-critical beliefs to those of her employer. Ms Forstater then brought a claim to an employment tribunal for religion or belief discrimination under the Equality Act 2010. The case was originally heard by a judge sitting alone at an employment tribunal in November 2019, at which time the judge found that Ms Forstater's beliefs were not covered by the Equality Act. The judge found that Miss Forstater's beliefs were not philosophical beliefs and therefore did not fall within the Equalities Act. And because of this finding, Miss Forstater's disbeliefs in the company's ethos, in other words, the things Miss Forstater did not believe, were also not protected under the Equality Act. The tribunal did accept that Miss Forstater's position on sex and gender reflected core aspects of her belief that gender is inherited. But the judge said that whilst Miss Forstater had the right to hold her beliefs under the Equality Act and also under the European Convention, Miss Forstater's beliefs did not satisfy the five Granger criteria, which came out of a case called Granger PLC versus Nicholson and that case was heard in 2010, and set the following precedent. The five Granger criteria Miss Forstater needed to satisfy are that Ms Forstater's beliefs must be genuinely held beliefs, which Miss Forstater holds in good faith. The beliefs must not be viewpoints or opinion based on current information available, meaning these must be long-standing beliefs and not beliefs conjured up on a whim after reading or hearing information. Then point three of the Granger criteria is that Miss Forstater's beliefs must hold substance and weight about aspects of human life and behaviour. Next, her beliefs must be believable and relevant and must be serious, well thought out and important. And finally, the beliefs must be worthy of respect in a democratic society whilst not being incompatible with human dignity or conflicting with the rights of others and it was on this last criteria that the tribunal judge found against miss forstater saying that miss forstater's views were incompatible with human dignity and conflicted with the rights of others to the extent that Ms Faustator's beliefs would be a violation of the beliefs of others, even if someone had a gender recognition certificate that recognises and legalises their transgender status and identity. The judge believing that Ms Faustator's beliefs would violate the rights of someone in that position. Now of course we're paraphrasing here to give you a flavour of the importance of this case but the tribunal judge's views were very clear when deciding that Miss Forstater's beliefs were not compatible with aspects of the Granger criteria and the tribunal judge went on to state that Miss Forstater's approach about her beliefs were not worthy of respect in a democratic society. Well, of course, Ms. Fostata then appealed the judge's decision, believing that she had a right to hold her beliefs under the Equality Act. And indeed, her belief was upheld at the Employment Appeals Tribunal. And the case was sent back to be heard by a new full tribunal of a judge and two tribunal members. And that happened in March and April 2022. So by now, this case has been going on for three years. At this tribunal, Miss Forstater's complaint was upheld and the tribunal found that the actions of Miss Forstater's employers in not renewing Miss Forstater's contract and removing her status as a visiting fellow of the organisation amounted to acts of direct discrimination because of the personal beliefs Miss Forstater held about sex and gender, which the company viewed as gender critical. The tribunal also found that the company's act of removing Ms. Forstater's profile from the company website amounted to a further act of victimisation. And so in June 2023, Ms. Forstater was awarded £100,000 in loss of earnings, injury to feeling and aggravated damages because of the discrimination she had suffered. So what can we take away from this case? Well, it's a long held mistaken view that the right to hold critical beliefs about the fundamental principles of society or your employer's norms and values cannot sit alongside the positive rights of the very people about whom you hold critical views. This is simply not true. In the world of gender identity beliefs, and gender critical beliefs, which are the opposing view, there is a line between holding your gender critical beliefs whilst not seeking to stir up conflict because of your beliefs. Sure, the fact that Miss Foster held and expressed her gender critical beliefs, well, that was always going to run the risk of upsetting those on the other side of the debate. But the tribunal found that that likelihood did not mean that Miss Forstater did not have the right to hold her beliefs or to express her beliefs and also that even if the company felt that when Miss Forstater expressed her beliefs she had crossed the line, Miss Forstater did not deserve the actions taken against her by her employer. So the moral of this matter is that if you find yourself holding very different opposing beliefs to the company you work for, be sure to check your employer's social media policies and procedures which should detail the acceptable expression of your beliefs whilst at work. And if you find yourself falling foul of your employer's policies, the law requires your employer to take an even handed approach to any actions taken against you, with an expectation that your employer will be sensitive to you or to anyone in the company who holds opposing views to those of the company. In return, you will be expected to act in an appropriate manner at work when expressing your beliefs, especially if your beliefs may upset other colleagues or incite other colleagues or the company to take action against you, which is what happened to Miss Forced And that's it for this week. Our takeaways for this week are that when your employer expects you to regulate your beliefs when you are at work, your employer cannot expect that to mean that you should keep your views to yourself and remain mute whilst you are at work. Instead, if you are manifesting your belief through lawful speech and action, then your right to do so is protected under the Equality Act. And also, if your belief is expressed as a genuine neutral fact or a legitimate concern for the rights and safety of others, then by virtue of this being your belief, then your expression of your belief should not be interpreted as offensive. And instead, your employer should be creating a workplace culture where asking questions Albeit that those questions might be critical, but asking questions should not provoke fear on either side because fear will force the debate into corridors and is much more likely to bring about a situation where the employer is facing allegations from either side of the debate. The moral of this case is therefore that even people who disagree strongly with their employer's beliefs are entitled to fair treatment at work. Remember you can find all our support links at the bottom of the show notes for this episode and if you would like to book a consultation with us to look at bullying or abuse which you may be suffering at work or any other employment rights concern you may have, you can email us at employmentrightsonline@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can go directly to our consultations booking page using the consultations link, which is also in the show notes. Finally, you can help us by sharing our podcast information with your family, friends and colleagues and by leaving us a review on iTunes or a rating on Spotify if you enjoy our podcasts. Until next week, have the best employment rights week that you can. Bye for now.